Welcome back to the next episode of How to Be a Better DM. As always, I'm your host, Justin Lewis, and together, you, I, and Tanner Wayland will learn how to craft better experiences for yourselves and your players as you dungeon master sessions of Dungeons & Dragons 5e. Now, if you were paying attention, which I hope you were, uh, you heard me mention Tanner Wayland, and I'll get to him in a second, but before we do, a couple of announcements. As always, I'd like to invite you guys to sign up for the newsletter. Uh, you can find the link in the show notes to sign up for that. Uh, it's kind of long and uh, complicated, so I won't read it out here, but by signing up for that, you get access to bonus content, behind-the-scenes content, homebrew content, as well as opportunities to play a one-shot with me as your DM, and the link to sign up for that actually comes out in this month's newsletter, so make sure you sign up, and let's play, let's play a session of D&D together. Um, second announcement, thank you guys again for listening to the show. I'm, I'm really appreciative that you guys come here week in and week out and, and listen to the show. Uh, and I'm really excited to introduce a new member to the team. Uh, and that's actually because you guys listen that we are able to, to do this and bring someone else on board and kind of expand and hopefully get you better ideas, newer ideas, because I'm, I'm one guy, I can't think of any, everything. I can't think of anything sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let me uh, introduce Tanner. Waylon, me and Tanner have been friends for a while. We actually worked together at Papa Murphy's. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah, those were the, you know, the golden days, right? <laughs> uh, back before we were men. Yes. We were Papa's men, really. I don't, I don't know if I'm a man yet, but uh, back then was, it was really fun. Papa Murphy, by the way, this is a total side note. And one thing you guys should know, today's show will probably come out at least once a month. Um, but it's going to be a lot more laid back, a lot more shooting the breeze. But Papa Murphy's is a great place to work. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you that. And it's a great place to start talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, really. Yeah. Because obviously, when you're building your campaign, you have to think about it like a pizza. You do. Like most things in life. Um, and I'm only half joking with that. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. Just yeah. Justin and I have known each other for a while. At first, it was uh, it was briefly at Papa Murphy's, and then of course we went our separate ways. And then we met up because we were in the same neighborhood. Yeah which we didn't know. Right. And then we hung out a lot more and, you know, just, you know, kind of the whole brother from another mother, right. Delio, you know. <laughs> um, and so from there, uh, we've just kind of, uh, like, branched out. Uh, and this we thought it was a shared connection. Yeah. You know, we're both uh, nerds through and through. Uh, and so we thought, hey, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, we both played it. We've both... Uh, experience, you know, good and bad DMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, hey, let's talk about it. Exactly. Um, and I, I primarily wanted to reach out to other people because, I mean, I, I only have a certain number of years being a DM, right? And the more people who can share their opinions and their experiences, the better. And so I, I wanted to reach out and, and Tanner, not just because he has an interest in D&D, but also because we were in the same writing group in college. And uh, being able to write, I think, stories and fictional stories helps you a lot as a DM. Um, so today, what are we going to talk about? Well, I think me and Tanner decided that we, we wanted to talk about what you hope for in a DM. Like, what is the perfect DM, theoretically, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was thinking about it, I was like, what is the goal of this podcast? Right. 
uh, mostly as a goal of self-improvement, right? Like, Essentially, yeah. Yeah, this isn't like a self-improvement <clears throat> podcast per se, but if it's how to be a better DM, then in a way it is. Yeah. Uh, and and so that had me giving, asking the questions like, okay, we could do a billion episodes about uh, different aspects, but like, what's kind of the uh, the New Year's resolution like yeah. version of a of a I love that DM right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, uh, Justin, for you, like, who who's been your best like DM? <sighs> My best DM. Well. I'll be honest, I've had uh, a relatively few number of DMs, Dungeon Masters. Um, my best DM. I, I, don't have, I don't have a precise answer because um, the one that comes to mind that I, I've played with the most was my brother. And he's really good. But he's also somewhat harsh. And I say that just because the last time we played, basically our entire party died. Uh, it was, it was a sad day. Um, he was a really good DM. If if I could think of, like the best DM, you know, like oh wow, I would play with them anytime, like mm-hmm, all the time. Mm-hmm. I think first thing is their stories are unique, even if they're yeah. similar on the way they do similar things like just the way they describe things um maybe the metaphor i would use is they have their own unique brushes every artist paints yeah or voice or whatever you want to call it right yeah i I think that's very true um because i've had a few different uh, people run me through uh, dungeons and dragons and and it's very interesting seeing their different styles Mm -hmm. Uh, like the first person was uh, one of my cousins in all honesty, he was doing it because he was hoping that we would get into it. Yes. And then he could just be a player and one of us could do it, you know? Classic. And you almost felt that in the way that he was very uh, economical. Oh, like, okay. And it wasn't bad. Like, right. It was enough that we got into it. But, like, he didn't do a lot of the flavor text. Mm. It was mostly, like, when he did his characters, it was kind of like, yeah, he did, like, half goofy stuff. Right. But, like, pretty straightforward, right? And and then, like, a different cousin from that same group started doing it. And he, his campaign, I would say, because my first cousin ran us through, like, that very first, you know, one of the intro campaigns right. that you get. At, what, what is it called? Like, the Mines of... Uh, Mines of Fandelver? Yeah, 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 Fandelver. And and so they he ran us through it, and obviously because of that, there was a good amount of, like, variety and everything. Right. My second, uh, my other cousin who uh, also took over and kind of came up with his own story, he was very interesting where he added a lot more, like, kind of like you said, like you could tell it was his own brush, it was his own story. But then, same thing, he basically was like, oh, I'm busy with school. So he, like, came up with a story where he basically killed us all. And then he was like, guys, this is how I say that I'm going to, you know, I, I can't really play that much or D, DM oh. anymore. And then we were like, wait, so you could have just let us beat the boss and been like, adventure over. But instead you're like, oh. you died, adventure over. We were like, didn't you see the other option? That's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was lame, but it was also a good laugh. Uh, you know, yeah, you, you have a good time. But so in my mind, like, 
that's one aspect. Like they need to have a very specific vision. They need mm-hmm. to be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Right. They need to have their own voice uh, about how, like the world. So it draws you in, right? Right. Like that just makes uh, like playing your character, role playing better. It makes, you know, the fighting better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, the next best thing would be, uh, their like my perfect DM would have the right balance, like the perfect balance of letting me pursue things that I introduce, mm. but also like not letting me, like not making it all just mine. Right. You know, or just ours, right? They need to right. add stuff that we are interested in. But then like if we introduce something kind of separate from what they were thinking, yeah, they need to be able to, to expand on that, right? Yes, yes. See, that that's an interesting point. I've been listening to uh, Writing Excuses a lot mm-hmm. lately. And and that's the one with Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson, Sanderson. yeah. Yeah, and um, Dan Howard, I think. Or no, Howard. Dan and Howard. Yes, Dan uh, those and Howard, are their yes. names. I forget their last names. But um, they always talk about how there's your characters and then there's the world, and the world is a character, right? Mm-hmm. And each one has things going on. The interesting thing about playing Dungeons & Dragons in any role-playing game, essentially, is that you you write each character in part, at least the mm-hmm. characters played by players. You, you only write parts of those characters, and then you kind of rea- write in a reactionary way, but then you still have to write what's going on in the world and the character of the world. So it's a very interesting thing you say, because in, in one sense, you do have to write the plot lines that involve each individual character's backstories, but then you also have to write the plot line of the world at large and how they kind of move at their own paces, which it it does take a lot of balance. And I think the only way to really get that is through practice, really. Yeah, and if we were to make, like, resolutions, you know, like New Year's resolutions, we're just a little behind the curtain. We're doing this early January. But um, for me, it would be, like, one of my goals would as a DM would be to know how to... uh, to adjust the mood mm. or like to change up the content yes. of the adventure. Uh, for example, I was running um, the uh, the story, uh, what is it, uh, Raven's Loft. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like the vampire. Yeah. Uh, and, and that one was so good. Like my party, they got to the, sec- to the second main town, right? There's like that first main town. Yeah. And then you go to the second one. And the second one, like, there's there's plenty to do there, but right. you're not supposed to, like, stay there. That's almost, like, more of, like, a hub. Right, I right. would say, right? But then they just stayed there. And I feel like I, and, like, I tried to vary it up, yeah. but it all kind of became samey, you know, because it's like, yes. oh, they're in a city. And especially because I had a couple players who really didn't jive well with, like, authority, like, as their player, mm. uh, as their character. <clears throat> it became a lot of, like, oh, town authorities being like hey you should do this and they were like no i'm not going to do that and right. that was just like conflicts yes you know every and they were all very similar conflicts and and thinking back to that time of the adventure path i would have like if i was to be the perfect dm yes i'd be like okay uh we've done a couple sessions in this town and i'm not seeing any changes you know i right. checked with my players and right. it doesn't seem like in terms of goals none of them really plan to leave the town uh, let's have one of them get kidnapped and just like right. the others follow and like that would make force them leave, their hand right? essentially. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's why some, like, you'll see this with a lot of uh, different podcasts yeah. where they, like, run, like, their own campaigns mm-hmm. where uh, they have, you know, if they ever have a base, yeah, you know, like, their own, like, standard, like, central base, they'll find ways to get the players out of that, you yeah. know? I like that. Or bring them back to that if they've been on. Justin here from How to Be a Better DM. We are weeks away from releasing our new actual play D&D show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon, and we're really excited about it. I wanted to take a second today to introduce the character that I'm going to be playing in the show, Jolland Gray. Jolland is a six-foot-tall Earth Ganassi, and he has tan skin that is almost the color of Red Canyon rock. He has black onyx eyes and a scar that runs from right above his left eye to right below his left eye. He has a large chestnut-colored beard and hair, and he's actually balding on the top of his head. He has a bit of a punch. He's, he's, he's a bit uh, portly. He's always smiling, which is why most people actually call him Jolly. At any given moment, you can expect Jolly to be wearing luxuries clothing because he was a very successful businessman, and he loves the luxuries of society. When he's traveling as an adventurer, though, he wears as much armor as he can. You see, Jolly is an artificer, specifically an armorer. Jolly used to run and own a very successful tavern before it burned down, and because of that, he's very good at brewing alcohol and is actually somewhat of a connoisseur. Jolly hails from the town of Okrendel in Northern Gast, which is the northernmost country on the continent of Rel in the world of Calignus. Jolly is a happy-go-lucky person, and really, the only thing motivating him right now is revenge. If you want to find out why Jolly wants revenge so badly, and for what, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pactnboon, that's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N, and put in your name and email so you can get notified when Pact and Boon is released. Right. right. Essentially, like, the conflict comes to you if you don't go to the conflict. Yeah, and if you're in too much conflict, then suddenly you find, like, a respite, you right, know? Right, yeah. right. I like that. Uh, the next thing that, for me, would be a perfect DM is, and this is more meta, so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily in the game, but, like, well, I guess it is. When you play the game, you, you feel like the hero. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is back to what we were saying about how they use their voice, but essentially you feel like you're not going to make it. And then when you do, you know, the DM is has uh, mastered it in such a way that you feel triumphant yourself and you leave the session, you know, fist pumping the air and being like, yeah, you know, yeah. that would be a good DM for me. Yeah, which is a great point where it's like, I think maybe a part of that is like learning how to emphasize things, Yeah, yeah. you know. That could be emphasizing an NPC's, like, gratitude. Because yeah. I feel like there's, like, you know, if you save an, an NPC, what what would most DMs do? It's like, oh, thank you so much. Here's a right. reward. Right. Period. You right. Know? Uh, versus, like, actually, like, taking time and establishing, like, oh, you walk into the NPC's house after, you know, saving a child or whatever. Yes. And, and you see, you know like just like tear street faces but then like oh you know like you could actually like do something like that where it's like even if it's a small conflict especially the start of an adventure right um if it's a small conflict then it's like hey 
you can still pump up small conflicts, right? Like I, mm-hmm. in my personal life, mm-hmm. if I help somebody, you know, get groceries, right. and they're very grateful, then I'm like, I'm the hero. Yeah. You know, it's like, we, we can do that too, you know? I agree. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that goes to uh, making it feel real and really showing rather than telling. Because you can say, like, yeah, they look sad. Or like you described, you know, tear-streaked faces. Mm-hmm with a glimmer of hope that shines as you walk through the door or whatever. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It goes back to those narrative skills, which I think everyone needs to work on. Yeah, and if it's not narrative skills, uh, you can... Maybe you can just, like, have an NPC just say it straight out. Or, yeah. like, I think that you can kind of build it up, right, as right. they go throughout the town. Be like, oh, did you hear about that little girl? You know? Yes. Like, find a way, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, honestly, like, and going even to the next point, like, not only finding ways to make uh, all of the characters feel like heroes, but making them feel individual, that would be part of a perfect DM to me, because that's that's one of the hardest things. Like, there's you're always going to have, like, one or two players who are very comfortable with Mm role-playing, comfortable with embodying a character and also their goals. Um, yes. But then also, you're going to have a couple of players that don't, you know? Like, they're just like, they've got a certain idea, mm-hmm. and that's okay, you know, that's that's great, we want them to have that, but but they don't know how to make their character their own hero. Yeah. So you kind of need to step up and be like, hey, um, here's something just for you. Yeah. Like, it's almost like a teacher at school, how they're like, hey, you're in charge of a role today. Right. You know, instead of doing that, you're like, hey, um, the party's been split or something, and uh, you're in charge of this, or you're doing, like, a base defense dealio. You're in charge of the Western Wall. You know? Right. Like, yeah. you can't throw this on anyone else. you got to do it. Yeah. I like that idea. I, I also think just making making your players feel cool in their own individual moments, mm-hmm. I think goes so far to do that. Like, uh, I, I'm thinking of, in my campaign, there's a character who's somewhat shy, less role play and then when she defeats someone or does something really cool, like she's a druid, and I had her, I had the party go cleanse this fountain mm-hmm. in the forest. And when she cleansed it and, like, she was the only one who could go in the fountain, receive the boon of asking a question, gaining knowledge. I described that really well, you know, or at least in my opinion, really well. And uh, I, I remember like her smiling and being like, wow. And like, uh, I, I felt like she felt she was cool. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. that makes sense. And cool is yeah. maybe not the right word, but it's, it's like, yeah, I'm awesome. You know, I, I think that also makes a really good DM. Uh, yeah, absolutely, you know, and and obviously we're talking about the perfect DM. That doesn't exist. Yeah. But we do have more manageable goals, right? Yeah. Because uh, there's some people that have long-term campaigns. Other people do more one-shots. Right. And the great thing is, depending on the length and scope of your adventure, mm-hmm. you can absolutely just go crazy in either of those, right? Yeah. You can, uh, you, if it's a shorter adventure, then it's like, you know what? Maybe you don't get into as much of the backstory. Right. Uh, maybe you just have a, some characters make like side comments while they're telling the party about what to do. Right. About like, oh, I see this or something, you know. 
um, I see this aspect of this character is worth commenting on from this world's lore, right? right. Like, oh, it's that race. Well, what do you know? I'm a racist person against orcs, you know? Right. Something like that, right? Right, right. Um, just where they feel like, hey, they're them as a character is understood. But then after that, you don't have to go crazy. But if you're actually doing a longer campaign, then it's like you can actually take that time uh, to develop yes. everything, right? But don't wait too long. Like, that's that's something that, uh, like, really amazing uh, DMs will do is they'll... They'll be able to establish that each character is separate, uh, like early on. Yes. And then it's like, yeah, not everybody needs to be in the limelight at the same time. Right. Over the course of the adventure, um, actually, like there's uh, so recently I was reading a story, and this is applicable. I swear, I promise it's applicable. <laughs> um, but so Google recently, like not recently, a few years ago. They did this study where they're like, oh, what makes an effective team? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were looking at all these factors, and it turns out it wasn't like, oh, they had high GPAs, or oh, they're like these types of people. No. Right. The only thing that really made an effective team was that everybody, like, Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that, frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week talked about the same amount of time like in their meetings yeah like, i remember that i've heard yeah. that and uh, like they didn't all talk at the same time right mm-hmm. but like overall like when you combine the different amount of time that each person talked you know it all equaled the same amount and so i think as a dm you know there's that aspect uh, that really great DMs, like the perfect DM understands, which is, hey, uh, this person's had their time to shine, mm-hmm. time to switch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think the last thing I'll say is a good DM is very high energy. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're always like screaming or like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that they always have the energy to make it exciting or make their energy fuels the mood. And I think that's because everyone in the group, by necessity, is looking to the DM to kind of match their level. Sometimes you might have one that's, like, way excited, but if the DM's not excited, then they're going to get... The the table's going to get bored, you know? And I'm sorry that I'm yawning so much. No, you're fine. Um... (laughs) Uh, oh, buddy, it's late. It's 6 o'clock. Oh, I, no. I yawn just a lot. And then when I'm, like, thinking about it, it's like, no. Oh. Uh, I know. Like, <laughs> talking about high energy. Um, but, uh, but really, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, if, if you have a group of uh, players that are just energetic, that's a blessing. Yes. You know, it's, it's such a blessing. You can't count on it. Um, and nor is that the focus of this podcast. Uh, 
what is the focus is like, hey, uh, if you want to add energy, then the person you look to is yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, who should be the most excited about the adventure? You. Who should be excited about each? The most excited about each player's decision. Um, I mean, if not them, then at least you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That if they're making like a flippant decision, then be like, oh, this is big, and then they'll start like making more. <laughs> thought out decisions right yeah um and if they're like making a serious decision to them and the other players aren't thinking it's that serious and be like oh my goodness this is big so you're saying yeah that your mother died by 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 a wolf and you're gonna kill this wolf oh my goodness you know yeah even though it's not actually that big you know just infuse energy you know definitely definitely yeah i love it any other uh finishing thoughts no i think we covered it all (laughs) Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, folks, that is Tanner Whalen, and you can expect to hear from him and me, like I said, at least once a month. But if more episodes come out, don't be surprised. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. Again, make sure you sign up for the newsletter. Uh, that's the best way to get updated on what's going on with the podcast. And also sign up for a one-shot with myself. And uh, if you have any comments, concerns, or questions, reach out to us on our socials. So you can reach out to me on Instagram at Geronimo Levis. And Tanner, how can they reach out to you? Oh, buddy, almost no ways. Uh, <laughs> zero ways to reach out to me. For right now. now. For now. We'll for now. see. But, but yeah, best way to reach out for me, not to me, but for me, is reach out to a friend. You know? I love that. Reestablish that connection. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And if you do want to reach Tanner... Uh, Send the message to me at Geronimo Levis on Instagram, and I will get the message to him. We're probably going to be coming out with some sort of social media for the podcast or mm-hmm. associated with the podcast. But for now, that's how you reach out to us. Please leave a rating and review. Uh, five star, if possible, please. Fingers crossed. Uh, but we'll be back next week with another amazing episode. And until then, my friends, 